Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Media Club. I'm your host today, Alec Bobko, and we're joined by Jordan and Learen. How are you doing today, guys? Here. Yo. I'm doing pretty good. Playing Crisis Core right now. Ooh, nice, nice. I really so, just thought you said Buddy Christ. No. I, I don't think they made a Buddy Christ video game. If they did, I'd still check it out. But no, playing Crisis <laughs> yeah, Core. Yeah. Um, yeah, this really does feel like a game from the PSP era. They did not change animations at all. That's exactly what I've heard. And it's like, okay, cool. Don't really need to play that. Just I'll watch the cutscenes somewhere on YouTube. <laughs> Save the 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, it is only um, 50, so... No, that's good, at least. Um, Still, well, that's a lot for saying a game reminds you of the PSP era. Very 50 bucks true. for the, is, that's a it, lot. Game from the PSP, and rather than be like, oh, we're rebuilding it from the ground up, like, I literally t- found a cutscene from the PSP, which maybe this was on Upres emulator. Graphics did not look that bad, truth be told, but it mm. is the same lines, the same animations, and like, yeah, it's like, okay, interesting. More square. of a remaster than a remake, so. Yeah, and like almost impressively, like when you're like, oh, Blue Point built Shadow of the Colossus up from the ground level, like the animations still flow like a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. These ones don't. I, I, I think it might Which be I like mean, the same. Way. Makes sense because you're, you're rebuilding from the ground up, that's a remake. That's not what this was. <laughs> I feel like this, there's no way this is just up-resed. Unless it's like what they did with the GTA definitive trilogy where they literally just got ai to up each model yeah but that is a topic for a very different podcast today very different we are talking about how 2023 is going to be kind of a crazy year for content like uh saw a tweet at one point talking about some of the movies that are just coming out just next summer and just from that tweet alone i'm like and all the disney plus shows we got coming and just the insane amount of amazing games it's like Next year's going to be crazy, and it's, like, just not enough time to consume it all. So we're going to be going through some of that stuff. Uh, the games, we actually have a podcast coming up because there's just so many games that we wanted to talk about. Um, so that'll be coming out later this week. So stay tuned for our most anticipated games podcast of 2023. Uh, so today's mainly going to be about movies and TV shows. So let's just get started with some movies. So... Let's see. Coming in January. Let's see, we got anything good? Oh, Megan, which I mean, I'm not a horror movie fan, but. Is that the doll yeah. one? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I've just scrolled past the trailers and I'm like, eh, no. yeah, that's the doll one. Always um, a fucking doll. It's exactly. always a doll. Exactly. It's like February um, doesn't have too much. Wait, really so. quick. Can we talk about I'm not kidding. I'm legitimately excited for this movie because I think it's oh, going yeah. to be a fucking disaster zone. The Pale Blue Eye is a fucking mm-hmm. noir mystery thriller coming to Netflix starring Christian Bale that is like an Edgar Allan Poe origin story film. And like Jeez. that just sounds like a word jumble description of a movie. Mm-hmm. And the trailer came out like a month ago maybe and it looks bonkers and i'm so excited christian bale is like an actor i will ride or die for i'll watch anything he's in like i'm just i'm so excited i'm so excited to see this (laughs) chaos like the official description is Mm -hmm. uh 1830 west point a world-weary detective is hired to discreetly investigate the gruesome murder of a cadet and it's all about like that like cone of silence around cadet and cadet hazing and all this shit. And then um, he enlists one of uh, one of the cadets to help unravel the case. A young man, the world would come to know as Edgar Allan Poe. And it's fucking like Christian Bale, Jillian Anderson and Robert Duvall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, okay. I'm so excited. It comes out the same day as Megan. I'm very excited. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, January seems, at least movie-wise, kind of a quiet Netflix one. will say yes to anything, won't they? Yes. Kind of. I mean, yeah, they're kind of losing a lot of the streaming wars, so they kind of need to do some interesting stuff, which we'll get to that later when we're talking about TV stuff. Um, Again, February, kind of like January, not too much. I mean, kind of the two big hitters, I guess. you could. I mean, the big hitter, obviously, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania coming out. I'm very excited February for that. 17th. I think oh, it's coming yeah. out in like a good lull of Marvel stuff. Like I, th- I think that mm-hmm. Marvel was pushing out a lot, but 
we got like a few months of without it. And I think like the kind of comeback from that break being Ant-Man and that kind of starting phase being it's it's supposed to be like pretty hype as well as be like really important to the you know, it's our first introduction to Kang, who is like the next Thanos. So it's like pretty excited like that, I think, might be like the the MCU project off the top of my head right now that I think might be I'm looking forward most to this year just oh, because of sure. how important it is for the future of the MCU. Thing, looking at this list, there are a lot of movies coming out next year that I'm stupidly excited for that have nothing to do with a fandom, which is like mm -hmm. such a great year because I just found another oh, yeah. February one on this list that like fucking it was the trailer that played before um Oh, was it before we saw Halloween, Jordan? What movie? It's for Knock on the Cabin, which is the movie with yes. Rupert Grint, Dave Patista, Jonathan Groff. It's uh, based on the book, The Cabin at the End of the World. Yeah, um, that, we did see that before we saw Halloween 2018. Yeah, it's so it's yeah, it's called Knock at the Cabin. It's Dave Batista, Jonathan Groff. It's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. That's also important context. Uh, Rupert Grint. Um, Ashley Fox. Like, it's all these very famous people in it. Like, and it's about um, this gay couple and their adopted daughter are vacationing in a cabin out in the middle of bumfuck mm -hmm. nowhere when these five people come up and basically are like, we are from the future and to save, to like stop the apocalypse, one of you has to die and you guys have to choose who oh, or geez. like we'll kill you all. Like, it's wild. It seems ridiculous. I haven't read the book, and I don't like M. Night Shyamalan, and I'm so mm. excited to watch this movie. <laughs> I, I really want to see that. I think with the exception of... Um, what was the the one... What was the M. Night Shyamalan movie with the multiple personalities? Split? That, what? Split, that's what it's called. That's the only M. Night Shyamalan movie I've ever seen. I have seen... Uh, most of his movies i don't like most of them <laughs> and part of it is because yeah, his have movies just, have, have just, no rewatchability okay ha have you just managed to see most of his movies or have you went out of your way to watch them and went i don't I like been, him i have been forced to watch them because like i like the sixth sense i won't say i hate all of his movies mm -hmm. but i like the sixth sense but i'm also a millennial and M. Night Shyamalan really came into my consciousness with the Avatar The Last Airbender live-action movie from the mid-2000s. So, like, it. my guy was really starting behind the eight ball because I loved Avatar The Last Airbender as a child. Mm -hmm. I love it as an adult. That movie is a racist mess. <laughs> and, like, that's a bummer. And so, like, I probably hold that against him, but I also don't like Signs. And it was The Village that made me realize his movies are only good once. And then they, they stop Those are the good. two movies of his that I want to see. The Village is great. You have to go in blind. Here's the you thing. You have to go in complete. If you know they, any of the plot, the movie doesn't work. Okay. So the only thing I know about Signs and The Village. Oh, you're going to hate me for this. Come from the scary movie parodies. It's like scary movie. I think four does both mm. of them. Where somebody... No, Scary Movie 3 does the parody of Signs where the person is pinned up against the car and the car is what's keeping them together. Isn't this a part? It's not the main point of Signs, from my understanding, but it's like a scene in Signs. So I, I don't think anybody gets killed by a car in Signs. Or almost killed by a car in Signs. No, no, no. They're, they're going to die when they move the car off of them, but they keep the person crushed against the tree to say goodbye to their loved one. Yeah, I don't remember that happening in Signs. Okay, maybe that's not a major thing in Signs. Um, but from my understanding, that was a parody of Signs in Scary Movie 3. And then in Scary Movie, I believe it's 4, they just, there's a parody of The Village where, yeah, they, they go to like this weird place in the woods where everybody's living like it's the 1600s and they're Amish type of thing. But other than that, like it's, it's a very loose parody. I have nothing, I know shit about these movies. Well, because it's, that's a shitty, the village thing that you just described is a shitty parody of what the village is, but it's because the village 
physically does not work. If you know anything about what happens in the last 45 minutes of the movie, the rest of the movie stops being fun. Yes. And and that's like why he bothers me. It's like, I will never rewatch The Village because all you see when you rewatch it, once you know the M. Night Shyamalan twist is like plot holes for why that twist doesn't work. Which is everybody's complaint about signs is that once you know the twist, the rest of the movie doesn't work. No, it's not one of those things where you find out the twist and you rewatch the movie and you start to notice things you didn't notice before. No, it's not like Sixth Sense where when people say like, oh, if you watch, not that I think anyone watches Sixth Sense without knowing the Everybody, twist. I, I, I knew the, the Bruce Willis was dead the whole time before I knew what that meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I don't think anybody's going into Sixth Sense blind, but... If you don't know and you watch it and then you watch it with the knowledge that Bruce Willis is dead the entire time, you'll see um, things that allude to the fact that he is dead all throughout the movie that you may not have noticed before. There was another phenomenon with this where like some audience members, just for whatever reason, because of the way the trailer was set up, thought that you went into the film with the understanding that Bruce Willis is dead. Um, because of how one shot in the trailer was set up, there were people that like went into the movie and thought Bruce Willis was dead already, like knew that already. And they also are like, can be like, well, I also then watched the movie and like this, this, and this, and this all allude to the fact that he's, uh, dead. So then when they revealed it at the end, I was confused as to why it's a twist, which that is fundamentally what's wrong with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's like, once you know, they don't work anymore. They fall apart. And yeah. like, so it just makes it like, I can rewatch horror from Mike Flanagan. Every, I rewatch Hill House every year. Like, and you discover new things and like all this stuff. And it's so rewatchable, even though I know how it ends. And like, I don't know, I feel like. If you're never going to watch horror again, it's got to be like Midsummer, where it fucked me up so bad I can never watch it again. <laughs> and that's why I just stay away from the horror franchise or horror genre. I just, it's not you're bad. always either disappointed or scarred and there is exactly. no in between. Stick to um, the comedy and action movies. Just boom. Keep it, keep it nice and lighthearted. Except for maybe some thrillers and suspense movies now and then. Yeah. But going into March, uh, this is where kind of the heavy hitters start and don't really let up until about like July or August. So March 3rd, we have Creed 3, which I haven't seen uh, the other two movies, but this the trailer for this looks awesome. Um, March 10th, we've got Scream 6. So another one for all you horror movie fans. Yeah. I'm 65, which I've heard good things about. I haven't seen the trailer myself yet with Adam. Oh, Jones. oh, guys, guys, 65. I am going to petition this on content. We have to cover 65. Watching the 65 trailer and seeing why it is called 65 is one of the best experiences <laughs> I have ever had in my life. And I have so many questions like it. Are these not, oh, they not saw, actually human and they like are, are from a different planet and they just look human and they crassinated? Is this the new, it's going to be evolution, cre- evolutionism, creationism and, and 65ism? Like what, <laughs> I need to know what the fucking logic here on how they are going to explain this is. I did not believe it in that. It's the scene where they're in the cave and there's a waterfall behind them and you see the T-Rex head moving. And I was like, that looks like the T-Rex head from Jurassic Park, like in the rain. I'm like, that really looks like a T-Rex head. And then it comes through the water. I was like, oh, because it is a dinosaur. This is Adam (laughs) Driver against dinosaurs. Oh, listen. Listen. I didn't hear a premise for it. I just heard that there's a trailer out. So I literally had yeah, no I, clue what this movie was. I when the, the day the trailer came out, I didn't watch it, but I saw everybody being like, oh, is this fucking dinosaurs? And I was like, all right, cool. It's, I am totally okay with movies just being like, this would be fucking cool and nothing else. Like, right? like honestly, like at this fucking point, fucking give us Fast and the Furious cross Jurassic Park. Let me see Vin Diesel dukes a hazard a car over a, over a tail of a Velociraptor. Like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. 
Yeah. Like, so everybody should support high art and we should all get better at media literacy, but also we should have a lot more cool shit. Okay. Well, so you just need your popcorn flicks. Yeah. Gotta bail it's Um It's literally there are four actors in this movie, and it's Adam Driver and a bunch of people nobody's ever heard of. Um Awesome. Well, yeah, all the budget went to the dinosaurs. The premise is, after a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, Pilot Mills quickly discovers he's stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Uh, Now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, who is a child, uh, Koa, must make their way across unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures, including dinosaurs, in an epic fight to survive. I like how it says including dinosaurs. As if when you go back to prehistoric times, there's different threats than mainly the dinosaurs. I think what they mean is like one of the big criticisms Jurassic Park has always gotten is that like it's only dinosaurs. You don't see any of like the big cats or anything like that, even though we know those existed. And so like they're saying like, yeah, you're going to see a T-Rex, but it's not just that. It's also going to be like a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Like when like, they get into all that weird shit. You think he'll fight like the the saber, a mastodon, a saber toothed tiger, a triceratops, a tyrannosaurus, a pterodactyl? He'll get the, the he'll get the trifecta, or a I guess dragon. the penfecta, or a white tiger. Yep, yep, yep. Hey guys, I'm so excited! <laughs> it's the most insane thing I have ever heard. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be watching that trailer after we're done recording this. It's bananas! It's so funny. And because, like, everything that has come out is they don't think it's funny. Like, the people who made this movie, it's not Cocaine Bear. It's not supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a very serious sci-fi action thriller. So but it's just such a wild premise. Is, 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 is it going to be a Planet of the Apes situation where no at the end knows. he finds no out? Knows. Like, is, is this like an alternate timeline in, Jura- in the Jurassic Park universe where... He, they all had to leave Earth because of the dinosaurs. Then he comes back and he's still at Earth. No, because they specifically say that it is they are in prehistoric. They are in the the Cretaceous or whatever it is that dinosaurs are really around. Through, maybe they go not through Jurassic. a wormhole. Well, yeah, that's what everybody is assuming is the boring explanation. Me and other people on Twitter are really hoping that they try to, like, do some weird shit about how, like, a paradox of how humans came to be. Because I want it. I want it so bad. (laughs) Fuck your Darwinism. Fuck your creationism. Nah, this shit. Maybe his spaceship is the meteor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I learned uh, so much about the meteor. Uh, recently, because Puppet History did an episode on it, and that was brutal. Hopefully. You heard it here first, guys. The extinction of the mass extinction of the dinosaurs was brutal. Hopefully, our extinction yeah. is a lot more humane. It won't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get it It'll over be our with, undo- like a band aid. It'll be our undoing. Yeah, Probably. it's just it's just a bad time all around. Anyways, mm, yep. Continuing on, which a week after those movies. We get Shazam, Fury of the Gods, March 17th. A week after that. Does it even matter anymore? No. No, Yeah, one doesn't even matter. (laughs) Does it even matter anymore? Be prepared to clip this out in case suddenly they're like, yeah, no, that one's canceled too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, imagine. Imagine they cancel fucking uh, Shazam three months before it goes out, but the Flash still comes out. I'd argue that Shazam's the one I'm the most excited for, too. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed the first one, so that's what... It's honestly just... Yeah. Me and Learen had a great time going to the first one high until the demons crawled out of that man's eyes, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. the demons ripped a guy's head off, and Jordan and I stopped having fun right around then. Yeah, yeah. But I then the high wore off, and, and the fun came back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The car wreck in the very beginning of that film was also a little rough, well-stoned. Mm. Yeah. All right. The big hitter for me... March 24th, John Wick Chapter 4. Come on. That trailer was awesome. I still got to see those movies. Yeah, Dude. I was about to say, you're talking to two people who have never Dude, seen the John oh Wick my movies. Gosh. <laughs> I so, hate to be that guy. <laughs> so these movies, it's, yes, the action's awesome. Yes, like, you know, Keanu Reeves is just a badass in them. But the lore they build in these movies is just 
insane. Like you just see this world of assassination just built before your eyes. And like, that's why they had that show of, um, in the John Wick universe about that hotel. I'm forgetting the name right now. Artemis um, hotel Artemis. No, oh. that's a different movie. Um, it was like Zach and Cody. Was sh- no, I, the, the name is irrelevant at this point. Cause I'm forgetting it. But, um, cause it's just the hotel that takes place like in the, cause there's different hotels, but it's the same like brand name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. but it's basically that, or like, a story in that universe. That's why I've been so excited for that show because it's just more lore or world building in this universe. Yeah. So they're amazing movies too. So it's like, and yeah, that's the joke of it all comes from somebody killing his dog. (laughs) So, but it's great movies, great lore and world building. So highly recommend watching them. Those movies and the Kingsman movies, for some reason, share like a similar spot in my brain. where I'm like, I need to get to those. You s- oh, Kings Jordan. Okay, first thing, yes, the Kingsman movies would be right up your alley. Second thing, as somebody, I've never seen John Wick, but I've seen parts of it. Mm-hmm. I have seen all the Kingsman movies at this point. Do they just occupy the same spot in your brain because you haven't seen them and they're movies you think you would like that you haven't seen yet? Or do you think that they're similar? I think they were coming out around the same time. I, I one one of the movies from like I don't I don't think it was the first from each movie. I think at one point a John Wick movie and a Kingsman movie were coming out, and like they were being marketed it, not at the, together, but like you know the Venn diagram of the people they were marketing to was pretty big. Right. I don't know. They just they're, they're both not just like, similar movies. I just need you to know that going similar. in. I'm because not I think they're you're similar. One's a spy, I, one's a f- assassination. So and like I, don't, I, don't I think, think you're that... more familiar with Kingsman, which is arguably much light lighter heart like oh yeah. Light. For sure. <laughs> I I've I've seen two scenes from the Kingsman franchise. I've seen the Take Me the Country Road scene. Great scene. And I've seen the one where they reveal Hitler like he's Thanos. That was the end of the last one. Yes, oh, it I was. Didn't, I haven't seen that one. I've seen the That like, was the, the one with Ra 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 Spoiler alert from World War Which, II. Which I mean There's I've this, Yeah. So uh, that's the prequel one. I haven't seen that one. It's and it's first too. I would argue my father and I would argue the prequel is the weakest of the series. Um, That's kind of what I've heard too, being that they just released it on streaming services, not in really in theaters. (laughs) Yeah, I was bummed. I was a little bummed. Mm -hmm. Uh, First off, because I mean, the the person who stole that film was the guy who played Rasputin. He was fucking dope. But like, yeah, then you got the post credit mm-hmm. scene with Hitler. It was a weird time. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alex, I'm not even kidding. Just look up the post credit scene. They frame oh, it like it's a it big. They, they reveal it like it's a huge reveal where the guy walks and goes, "I am Adolf Hitler," and they expect people to be hype. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nobody really knew what to do with it. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's if you make a movie around World War II, it's like you you, you gotta show Hitler. You know what I mean? Eventually, yeah. Eventually, yeah. you gotta talk about Hitler. Yeah. Um, especially if you're like the British, like spies British, too, because yeah. they were mm-hmm. so integral in World War II. Yep. All right, moving on. The week after that, we get a movie I'm actually kind of interested in, even though I've never played the game Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. I have never played the game, but this movie is about to become my new personality. Not the game, just the just this the movie. movie. Yep. Yeah, I want to see the movie just out of curiosity. I want to see what they do with, like, how they adapt the idea of this being a Dungeons & Dragons game into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me really hopes that a lot of the, the side characters are played by the, by the same person as if it's supposed to be the DM. That would be great. Not every, not every extra, obviously, and not every right. side character, but like I guess like the important ones on a scene to see, like every right. shopkeeper or every like quest giver should just be the same dude in a different costume. Mm-hmm. That that'd be a great touch. Yeah. Um. um oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just very excited because uh, a I really like the guy who, the guy who wrote the gr- duo that wrote this movie also wrote Homecoming. Oh, gotcha. 
um, the ones who wrote Dungeons and Dragons, and they also wrote um, both Horrible Bosses movies. And, like, I really like their type of humor, and so, like, I'm excited. And the cast is just hilarious. Chris Pine is yeah. one of those actors who gives bard. his whole, yeah, he gives his whole fucking heart to everything he plays. He just has this insane level of commitment, and it makes it funny. Like, 99% of the reason that Wonder Woman is good, besides that it's incredibly well written, is he is so good yep. in it. Yep. Like, I love Gal Gadot in it, but he just sells something in it like steve trevor can very easily be a like a goofy oh yeah uh guy and like a weird gi joe and like he made him like i don't know it was great i love chris pine i'm very excited yeah well when i said it was pretty static from march until july i must have skipped april because all i'm seeing in there is mario bros movie on april 7th okay Let's talk about Mario Bros. movie for a quick second. I mean, I'm, not saying it's gonna be, I'm just saying in April, that's just the only yeah, thing I'm seeing. <laughs> but, like, legitimately, here's the thing. Our reaction is out there. It was a fucking meme with when them going, we're here to announce the cast. Oh, yeah. And suddenly there's a black and white image of Chris Pratt that's just labeled Mario. It was so fucking funny. However, everything I see from this movie has actually made me go, this might actually be good and it's for several reasons one i think the level of involvement that nintendo has in it is not just purposeful in the way that like oh neil Druckmann's involved in the last of Us show is it is like nintendo realistically probably never wanted to do this idea of a cash grab for them so i think illumination being like we are going to very much respect this ip and you guys will be involved is like the thing that is allowing it to happen and the trailers that we've gotten and like the peak we got at the game awards is like they are doing a genuine love to the ip like they're not just going it's a generic ass mario movie or mm -hmm. like I'm, it's not so much that they're playing it serious but they are actually taking from things outside like that are just bigger than the basis of mario and like they're finding ways to incorporate yep all of it and like when you look at the map there's like the kong world there is like what i assume would be yoshi's island there is like bowser's islands the the music is integrated so well um it's just that like yeah the casting was kind of a meme but maybe that was really the only way for this project to kind of go ahead i don't i can't tell if you're making a face of what i'm saying or cat but yeah Listen, I think Chris Pratt as Mario is a very weird choice. However, <laughs> I also get why they couldn't do a two-hour movie with full lines in it with Charles uh, Marionet. Because, like, Mario never says more than maybe a sentence at any given moment. Not in any well, Yeah, I'm going to bitch about this for a second. Everybody online who was like, why didn't you get the original voice of Mario? Some voice acting that works for his quick little, wahoo! And like all that kind of crap is one thing. A two-hour movie yeah. of dialogue yeah. is a totally different thing. Something that sounds why do you think toads don't speak like with those screams that they have in the game? And they're just alluding to moments with that. It's because yeah. if something was screaming at you like that for two hours, it's gonna be fucking annoying. Yeah, like, like they couldn't do two hours worth where it's like, oh, it's a me, a Mario. We have to go save my brother Luigi. Like already in the extension of the line i just made it's annoying imagine just a, a fucking monologue yep. in that like so i get why they did it the way they did but i know earlier you were saying you know it's not a cash grab but it kind of is because you cash gotta grab. look at it but you gotta look at it like this like look what the witcher did for the game or the, sh the witcher show on netflix did for the game look what yeah, cyberpunk books. did for Exactly. I, I guess it's like I guess what, it, what I'm saying is like that this movie is going to do that, but multiply by 10 times fold for Mario games. I don't I guess I, I use the word cash grab incorrectly where it's like it's not a cheap cash grab. Like, obviously, right, everything right. with capitalism and business is inherently a cash grab. They want to make money and they want but the like, money they make from the tickets to, yes, reflect in game sales. But they are not just throwing together the shittiest well, mario movie that they can I make i guess i misunderstood you but i was 
more saying that they're seeing that trend of, you know, shows that are related to gaming products. And they're seeing shitty gaming adaptations don't bump sales of the game. See Uncharted and are finally yes. like, that's really what they're it's coming like down Witcher, to. Is they're seeing been, cyberpunk. Like those are just Witcher, cyberpunk, launching. Sonic, all of those that made it that people were interested in the titles again and like gave a shit about it and like yes. wanted to buy the game. Things like Uncharted or the Mario movie from the early 2000s that was nope. supposed to be the 90s. true story, 90s, yep. which was supposed to be the true story, uh, yep. didn't jump, make game sales jump because they're bad adaptations. People exactly. are realizing this. The yep. other thing where you get into video game adaptations is an animated video game adaptation is always going to be better than a live action video game adaptation because the writers, people who write for animation and do animation design, it's very similar to what you're doing when you're writing and planning out a game mm -hmm. where when you're adapting things into the real world, physics are suddenly a problem yeah. <laughs> and like all that kind of crap. Nathan so Drake can only survive getting shot once in a movie. Well, yeah, like you get to this point where like scenes can't happen the way they do in the game unless there's already a supernatural element to it because you kind of just like the logic doesn't work. Yeah. Like the other thing that I think this one has and like I'm going to keep sticking with the Uncharted comparison because like I've sat on that movie a lot and in my opinion with good reason. But like Uncharted is like each game as a whole pretty tight straightforward story. This is not Super Mario Bros. 1, the movie. This is the Super Mario movie. It is all-encompassing, which is why you're getting aspects of the original appearance in Donkey Kong. You're getting things to Yoshi's Island. You're getting a mix of the 2D and 3D. Um, you're getting, like, the penguins from Mario 64. And then the big reveal at the end of the last trailer was, like, Mario Kart is going to be a thing in this. Or, like, there will be go-karts in the movie. Like, they are taking aspects from all Mario lore. Not a sense I expected to say this morning. Um, and applying it to make, like, its own standalone story. Well, yeah, it's that they went into this too. Again, animation adaptations of video games are automatically a thousand times easier, because, oh, yeah. especially for a game like Mario. The fact that they messed up the story in that 90s movie so bad is mind-boggling because all of your world building is done and now you just get to fuck around. Like, why are you... You don't need to change things. And, like, they're not morons. When they wrote this movie, I guarantee you two weeks after they wrote it, they went, cool, now write us a sequel. There are going to be oh, yeah. more of these movies. Um... It's, I'm not trying to, like, take away everything you're giving Illumination and Nintendo, but also I don't think that, like, everybody behind this is like, we want to make a good Mario product. I think they have stock in making a good Mario product. I guess what, yes. And obviously the, the big wigs at the top, they're just like, money, get, money gets made. We don't care really about the actual quality. But I think on, like, the level below that, there is a clear, I'm not even going to say love. There is a, res there, there is a respect for the IP happening in the movie. I don't right. think it has anything to do with them being fans, though. So we're going to put a pin in that and leave that for another time because we got a lot to get through still. So we're going to start going a little bit quicker. Um, May, we've got, this is uh, okay from here because this is where the summer blockbuster season starts. This is where May the 5th. ball starts rolling and doesn't stop. <laughs> exactly. So May 5th, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Then May 19th, we've got Fast 10 or Fa Fast X. And then May 29th or tw bleh, 26th, we've got The Little Mermaid live action. So, so I mean, just a crazy few uh, weeks there for May. Question about Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Is it 10 and then 11 is the last one, or is it 10 part one and 10 part two? It's 10 and 11. Yeah, because they were going to do a part one, part two, but then, yeah, they just changed it to 10 and 11. Yeah. I hope those, I've never seen those movies, but I hope they get fucking weird by number 11. They're weird I mean, they, now. They went I know, space I know. in the I'm last aware. one. I, I need like, it. I need the, I need the trend. To, to keep going. Like, they're, Jordan, by the 11th Jordan. one, Here's there the needs thing, to though. be an I don't know where they can... I don't know where exactly. they, they can go space. from here. They went they to go, space. They went into, like, the stratosphere. Like, they didn't no, go onto the moon. 
They no, went they through space. No, they are in space. They literally needed spacesuits in that car. In that... Yeah. Whatever They the, are dressed fie- like it was fucking a fi- It was a Fiero. It was a Fiero that had a rocket on the back of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By number 11, they gotta be in the fucking Andromeda galaxy like, somehow. It's wild to me that just nobody in that writer's joke. room was like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to have nowhere to go after That's this. That's why the next like, one is literally just time travel. That's what everybody's tr- just guessing yeah. at this point. <laughs> I hope so. It's going but. to become I can drive around the world fast enough to right. spin backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jordan, when you say this, you just get weird. Like, it got weird in Fast Five when they're dragging, your two cars are dragging a safe around Buenos Aires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this went from a movie about street level criminals that like sell Dealing DVDs, DVD, DVD players, to yeah. fucking we're in space, like, <laughs> and we and like we're stopping like nuclear threats. Yeah, yeah. So again, like you said, doesn't train doesn't stop because June second, Spider Man across Spider Verse, which you can see our reaction to the latest trailer out now. Check out the channel for that one. So excited for that. I'm going to cry like a bitch. Mm-hmm. And January, not, or not January, June 9th, a week later, we've got Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which... Is that the one where that. they're, they're like, gorillas? Yep. Sick. Yeah. Because it's, like, the continuation I know nothing about of... It's the continuation of the Bumblebee. Or the universe they said with Bumblebee. With, uh, what's her name? Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld? Is he... Yeah. A- is he a gorilla? Never mind. You don't have to explain it to me right now. It would take too long. Okay. Sorry. I know that yeah. you said that hoping it would end all follow-up questions, but I only have like 8,000 more. <laughs> I mean, uh, to, that's to be fair because the Transformers, they, they screwed themselves over, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the week after that, June 16th, supposedly we're getting The Flash. <laughs> if DC hasn't crumbled supposedly. by that. And if Ezra Miller hasn't kidnapped anyone else. Yes. Then we get a week break. And then the return of Indiana Jones on June 30th. This movie is either going to be terrible or fantastic. And I'm so stressed out about it. I mean, I lived through Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I can live through another one. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't want to. So is is this one supposed to retcon Crystal Skull? No, it's a continuation. it's a continuation, but everyone's going to be like, yeah, it was bad. Get over it. This one's good. Potentially. We don't know. Uh, That's like maybe. the hope. Yeah. Or, yep. yeah. Or they're just, this is like, and this is the last one because Harrison Ford is officially too fucking old. Yep. Yep. Truly. I don't even know how they made this one. Neither does he. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the man's still flying planes. So, I mean, yeah, screw it. Put him on a set for a day. Okay, but let's get to July, because July's a fucking yes. hilarious month, and I'm real excited. Yeah, for whatever reason, in July, or on July 7th, Insidious, Fear the Dark. Which I didn't even know there was another Insidious movie right? coming out. <laughs> and, like, I looked at the cast, and fucking Patrick Wilson is in it, which means it's in the canon of the first Insidious oh, movie, and I just have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, a week later, another one of my most anticipated movies of the year, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Like, part one. part one, yes. It was cut off by the ellipses, so I didn't forgot about the part one. But um, oh, the only reason I remember is because it is now mission colon impossible colon dead reckoning colon part oh one, and that's so goddamn funny to me. That is hilarious. Like, just drop the mission. Nobody realizes that it's mission impossible like with a colon in between mm-hmm. it so just drop it like just make it mission impossible mission the way everybody's impossible what what's the subtitle mission impossible dead reckoning part one <laughs> mission impossible dead reckoning part one hotel trivago <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i don't know they talk so much shit about like harley uh the birds of prey and the fantabulous mm-hmm. whatever of harley quinn being too hard yeah. of a fucking title but then Mission Impossible, it looks like a spoof. It looks like a spoof. Mm-hmm. But man, that's a f- franchise I got to way too late in my life. Like I saw it back when I had Movie Pass, when that was still a thing with uh, for <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm-hmm. And then I basically went back and 
bought a collection that had the first five and just binged those through those. It's like, where has this been my entire life? <laughs> so I am in with that franchise. Then a week later, we have two movies that probably couldn't be more diametrically opposed. We have Barbie on July 21st, as well as Oppenheimer. <laughs> I think we should do a double feature on this. <laughs> Where? <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see that stupid fucking movie. Uh, we all know you're talking about Oppenheimer, so fuck I off. absolutely am. Fuck yeah, Barbie's <laughs> gonna be great. Um, no, half of us sees Oppenheimer, the other half sees Barbie, and then we just do a podcast with each other. Both. In. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Like, because I, I just because it's because of Margot Robbie that my brain is doing this, but mm. my brain has just combined Babylon and Barbie and Oppenheimer and Amsterdam into one just mess of margot robbie and christian bale in and brad pitt in my brain like Man, i wish amsterdam was better but that i know ending just just so it's like it just kind of ended because it was based off a of true event so they had to end with the true event and it's just kind of like hey here's the plan we did the plan if you want a better movie <laughs> that came out around the same time and kind of just like somehow went under the radar but it's legitimately good watch see how they run with sam rockwell and Sir ronan okay i think it's on like hbo max now it's really good and it's like a funny like mystery who done it thing okay and it's better than i mean Amsterdam. I, yeah i like i said i enjoyed like the first two-thirds of it but like that last part it just, just really fell flat <laughs> yeah Then yeah, July 28th, which I had no idea was out kind of that soon, was The Marvels. Yeah. So getting that continuation of Miss Marvel. And then we have an August, we have a Ninja Turtles movie. Which I, I didn't know a Ninja Turtles movie was coming out until twenty in 2023 until this moment. Neither Wait. did I. Yeah. You, Does you Austin know? Has anyone alerted Austin? I don't think so. But then that same Teenage day we... Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Yep. Then we have The Meg Oh my god, two. Seth Rogen is in it. As who? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, did Seth Rogen write this? Because it also has Evan Goldberg listed. Hang on, continue while I figure this yep. out. Yep, 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 yeah. Report back in with, the, with your findings. Um, the, the, the following week, we have The Haunted Mansion and... Oh. Gran Turismo, which I didn't realize that was coming out. Gran so Turismo soon. is that soon? That's exactly. That's also, Learen, it looks like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are just producers. Uh, um. However, oh, sorry. Uh, Dylan O'Brien is voicing Leonardo, and James Marsden of Sonic is a uh, master splinter. Interesting. Oh, and, um. Any any other Mike Flanagan fans out there, Igby Rigney is also in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie as Donatello. Okay, okay. That one I didn't say because I don't know who he is. Guess who the fuck is playing Raphael? Who? Uh, the guy from fucking Teen Wolf. No, Cody Christian. Not. Oh, sorry. He's Michelangelo. I clicked extend on Google. I want you guys to guess. Who's the it's fan not, cast everyone puts it's, in? It's, Everybody it's put Tom official. Holland. It's not Tom Holland. Oh. That links to a fucking article where Will Poulter is also in it. Like, that's not who's mm. really in it. <laughs> Alrighty. Coming back to the list, we've got the following week, Blue Beetle on August 18th, which excited for that because my only the only thing I really know of Blue Beetle comes from Injustice 2, so. Everything I know about Blue Beetle comes from Young Justice. Young Justice. If it yep. is the same... Okay, thank you for confirming that it is, in fact, the same Blue Beetle. It is. It's not Ted Cord. It is supposed to be behind me. It is not the goofier costume. It is, like, the, the robotic costume. Like, Alec, what you know from Injustice 2 is the same version of Blue Beetle okay. we're getting. Cool. But if you want, like, a little bit more about him and actually more of, like, the scarab that gives him his powers, like, that is, like, a sub-arc in Young Justice Season 2, which... I've pimped Young Justice out a lot yes. on podcast this week. Me and Learn both. Everybody needs to watch Young Justice. It's it's on my list. I need a season five, guys. Come on, James, please. All right. James, come on, James, James, James. James. 
I will take Guardians. back all of the shit I've said about Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and him, honestly. I took a lot of shit about him. <laughs> okay. We're going to run rapid fire through the rest of these. Uh, got Equalizer 3 out September 1st. Mm-hmm. Expendables 4, September 22nd. Talk about being too old to film right. action movies anymore. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Then this one surprised me. Craven the Hunter, October 6th. It's slated for October 6th next year. It's wild. Mm-hmm. October is a wild month because you have that. And then you have the remake of The Exorcist that yep. nobody knew was coming out until about two weeks ago. But yep. they remade, are remaking and re-releasing The Exorcist next Halloween. It's And it's from the team that made this newest 2018 Halloween. It's the same guys are now making an Exorcist trilogy. And everybody's like, what? Now, is this a remake or a sequel that just takes the same It's a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. Um, I tried to watch the OG Exorcist a few years ago, and like so many adults in my life were like, oh, that was the first scary movie I've ever seen. It fucked me up. It's one of those things where the effects have aged so badly. I'm like, I see, I see why this was scary. Mm-hmm. But like, this isn't scary now. So right. a lot of the like behind the scenes things is like what makes the Exorcist so like fucked up too. Like, everything that went wrong while they were filming yeah mm-hmm. all right then in november we've got uh dune part two and hunger games, hunger games. i'm so excited guys oh we're getting I'm what the, so the president snowbook movie yes i'm so excited it's gonna be the cast for it is fucking phenomenal. It's gonna be so good. We're doing content on it even if I am alone. <laughs> Who's playing Snow? Um, un- he's an actor none of us have ever really heard of. Um, he oh fucking where his where- his last name is Blythe. Where's his first name? Tom Blythe. This is like the first thing he's ever done, and the girl playing his disc- District Twelve tribute is uh, Rachel Ziegler from Shazam and West Side Story. And then Peter Dinklage is in it. Fucking Viola Davis is in it oh, as dang. a fucking sociopath. Alec, her character is so messed up and like mm-hmm. such a fucking sociopath. I am so excited to watch Viola Davis. Just like the shit she does. I'm so excited for this movie. None of this is fake. I'm not making fun of it. This we is genuinely excitement. Read this book. I need people I- to know that. I read, so I read the first, Hunger Games, like, I read years ago, didn't like when I was 16. Read again as a 20-year-old and liked it better. And then read the the fourth book, the prequel, Ballad of Songbirds and Snake. It is so, it has no right being so good. Because, like, it's the 10th Hunger Games, so it's early enough that you oh, see gotcha. a lot of how they got there. And it's fucking, like... These aren't big spoilers because they reveal it in the first mm-hmm. chapter, but you find out that the Hunger Games was created by a student as a hypothetical, which is like this whole other oh, thing. Like, I'm so excited for this movie. Okay. I'm so excited. So a lot like, um, what was it? Uh, Wakanda Forever, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, then. God, I'm so amped. Yeah. And finally, wrapping up the year with titles that have been announced. We've got Wonka coming out December 15th. With Ghostbusters. Timothy Shalama. Yep. We've got Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, December 20th. And then December 25th, 2023, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> Again, a movie that just no longer matters. Yeah. A movie that no longer matters. First one was not that good, but I'm watching this the way I watched the first one. The way I watch porn, I am there to ogle Jason Momoa's abs. I am there to be turned on and be happy. Ew. <laughs> now, in a gross so, way, but like a zaddy. All right, so we're going to get through the TV shows pretty quick since we're coming up on time. Uh, January 1st, we've got Kaleidoscope on Netflix. I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit behind hey, the scenes, yes. but this one is basically, it's a heist uh, movie with Giancarlo Esposito as the main character and it's a show that you're not going to be watching in like episodic order everybody gets a different episode order or episode watch order yeah they're all colors and everybody op- unlocks the colors at a different time I think um, the so only like thing Jordan is the final episode is the 
same for is everyone. the same for everybody. Yeah, the finale yeah. is the same, I believe. Yeah, because the finale is the heist. Gotcha. Everything else is the lead up to this heist. Mm-hmm. Because it did the entire series takes place over twenty years. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like twenty four. It's like twenty years before the heist, two weeks before the heist, five years before. Then I think there's even like a two week and a six month after the heist episode. Yeah. But the final episode, to everyone's knowledge, is the heist. Cool. It's only eight episodes, so we can probably get through it quick, and they all drop January 1st. So, Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, then a few days later, we've got two shows that are near and dear to all of our hearts here at Shared Screens. Bad Batch Season 2, and then the return of Abbott Elementary Season 2. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't it be season three? No, it's season two because they're doing, this is what I was explaining to you that Victoria was it's like, you're making it more complicated than it is, but it's not. They follow the school year. So one season was last school year. Season two is the 2022-2023 school year. Okay, so the return of season two. Because it was on hiatus. Yeah, yeah. The they go said, on hiatus so. yes, for yes, Christmas yes. break because the last episode in season two, part one, this is also because the first season, they only had 10 episodes. So this one, they have 22 um, they got ordered for like a normal sitcom run. So 11 episodes cover from September to December and then 11 episodes will cover from January to June. And it's such a brilliant way to do that because they yep. do it where the final episode of the first part of the season is they're going on Christmas break. And that was a week and a half ago. So it's just these weeks at Christmas that we're off. And then it comes back right in January and we'll run till June. And then we go on summer break. And so will the school in the show. It's fucking so cool the way they do it. So yeah, that look forward to. Then probably one of the biggest shows of the year, The Last of Us on HBO Max. Max, Max on J- January 15th. My skin. Oh, now it's just Max. That's not a joke. Apparently, it's no longer HBO Max. It's just Max because of Warner Brothers Discovery. I'm not making a meme here. I swear to God. I did Did hear about they wanted to merge like HBO Max and the Discovery Plus app. And they've started to like that's why you can find like Food Network shows on HBO Max now. Oh, It's because and why all those like white people fix houses shows are on HBO Max now. Yeah. Cool. My mom will be happy about that. Yeah. Um, and then I just put this in here because we have some other Netflix stuff. But January 19th, that 90s show comes out. Yeah, and that's going to be like How I Met Your Father again, where it's like, we're going to try, but we make no guarantees. Yep. And speaking of How I Met Your Father, season two comes out January 24th. Oh, my God. Really? That soon? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I've heard nothing about season Same. two besides that they are making it. That is yeah, all I, thought, I know. I, I thought that was I thought that was going to be a little longer. I, was, <laughs> I, uh, I saw the trailer for uh, that 90s show and sent it to Aaron. Aaron seems hotter on it than me, but like if it's more of a how I met your father than from what I've heard about a fuller house success for that show. Yeah. They are thinking about renaming it Max. They have not made that choice yet. It is one of the names in the running. Gotcha. Fucking name. Oh, yeah. Because they don't know what to name it now that it's going to be WB and Discovery stuff. Here's the thing, though. The HBO branding is really fucking good. Just keep it. Just stick it. Yeah. No, that's my opinion, too, is just make it HBO Max. Don't change anything. Just make it all HBO. Yeah. You know, and leave it leave it alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then we get the return of Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus. I don't know what season they're in for that, but that's coming back. Um, then these next ones are just a couple of ones that kind of surprised me. So on NBC on February 19th, we get a Magnum P.I. show. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Wait, uh, where? NBC. Yeah. Isn't there already a Magnum P.I. show airing with Tom Selleck? No, that show came out years ago. Like in the 80s. <laughs> Why did I think there was a That's reboot? the original Magnum P.I. is with fucking 
Tom Selleck. Okay, then he's in another cop show now that he's in Blue Bloods. Or Blue Bloods, okay. yeah. He's been in Blue Bloods for about the last ten years. Um, very too many different cop shows. They all blend but, into okay, me. Okay, but here's the thing that's really important to me that you know. Magnum PI is about like a suave cop who like fucks in Hawaii. Blue Bloods is literally just cop propaganda like just straight up not even hiding it racist cop propaganda <laughs> they are very different energies <laughs> listen i knew that magnum pi was getting a reboot when i saw tom Selleck on tv playing a cop like two years ago i thought that was the reboot i don't give a shit no offense <laughs> actually you know what a little offense all right but then the other one that kind of surprised me it's getting a season two bel-air on Peacock. Interesting. Because I heard literally nothing about that show. So I've it's heard like one person in my entire life talked to me about that show, and it's a gentleman named Bo that we have on this channel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't so know. Then, I just yeah. Yep. But then the big one, the other big one, March first, The Mandalorian season three. I'm so hyped. Yep. And we'll be covering that on This is the Waypoint, so stay tuned for that because March here is Star Wars month. But then yeah. uh, the last confirmed release dates that I picked or just wrote down just because I know we got some, you know, some superheroes fans. So uh, both are on the CW. We got Superman and Lois season three. And then Gotham Knights <laughs> is going to be a show. Didn't it get canceled? Yeah, I thought it, they got canceled. Oh, I thought that was one of the ones that HBO Max like put the axe to recently. It might have. I don't know. I just I was trying to find some websites that had like TV show releases, and they, they, well, here here's the thing: HBO Max or WB Discovery has made looking any of that kind of stuff up very difficult because exactly. there have been a lot of big changes to their slate. Yes. Like, we kept um, joking about it, but half of this information could be wrong by the time the podcast goes up because they could go on another murder oh, yeah. spree tomorrow. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess that's something to note. We are recording this on December 19th, so. <laughs> oh, Gotham Knights is not canceled. It is in reshoots. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no, guys, no. Well, now we got a list. Leon, are you, are you are you reading this premise? It's bad. It's not good. It's a bad time because it's still you can never do Gotham Knights without it being that Bruce Wayne is dead. It fundamentally does not work without a dead Bruce Wayne. And he goes in the Wayne in the wake of Bruce Wayne's death. His adopted son. Somebody guess the name I'm about to say. Oh, it's a new name. They made up a new person. Yes, they did. Which is bananas. He has so many adopted sons. And they kept Stephanie Brown. She's in the show. And it's like, you kept that one, but not one of the 8,000 boys? He has four. Count them. Four adopted sons. No, three adopted sons and a real one. One that actually came out of his balls, his bat sack. No, um, Turner Hayes. And Jordan's not even getting to the worst part. This is not Gotham Knights where it's the son of Batman teams up with all the other sidekicks he's ever had. They are bringing in its children of all the villains Batman fought. So like Dula Dent is canon in this, which is Harvey <laughs> Dent's teenage daughter. Gotcha. Um, no, they're the saying Joker- that Dula is the daughter of Joker in this. That's weird. Because and that, the Joker has a different daughter. And that Misha Collins is going to be playing Two-Face. Misha Collins is playing Two-Face. That's true. But he's not going to be in it for much. Like, the adult, it's like a next generation show, basically. Huh. And, like, the Court of Owls is going to be in it. And like, So it, it's, it's going to fail much like the game would it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arguably worse. And that's coming from me. It's, it's not going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. It's, and, yeah. yeah, to wrap it up, we got some more we have some better shows than that because we've got a lot of Disney Plus shows that are coming out and there's a lot of other good shows. So we're gonna just rapid fire through these. We've got Succession season four, Secret Invasion, Loki season two, which there was a 
um, little trailer Disney Real. Plus yeah. put out today that went through a bunch of the shows that they're putting out the next year. And some of these where I got this list from said 2023 and beyond, like TBDs. So they might be some of these that do push to 2024. But yeah, X-Men 97, Ahsoka, Ironheart, Agatha Coven of Chaos. And then this next one is going to be for some other Josh, because I know he's a big fan of the boys. We've got Gen V that had a trailer oh, very yeah. recently. This next two are for you guys. We've got Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. I'm so excited. Yes. And then another season of Bridgerton. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. Very controversial. They're switching up the order. They did. And mm-hmm. Tea Time will be back uh, for Bridgerton to recap season two going into Oh boy, season do three. we have a lot to say on season oh, two. We have so much. I'm so excited <laughs> to rewatch season two for Tea Time. I've been thinking about it lately. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, oh my God, it's going to be great. Ooh. All right, I'm picking up. We've got the animated show Velma on HBO Max. Yeah, I don't think um, that's going to be good. I think that's going to be garbage. Yeah, speaking of another show that might kind of go, and I mean, not garbage, but not quite as good. We've got season three of The Witcher without Henry Cavill. <laughs> With Liam Hemsworth. Yep. The then, Henry Cavill of Australia, some would say. Some people might say that. Might say that. Might. <laughs> um, then probably one of the more anticipated shows, which we don't, still don't have a release date for, Ted Lasso, season three. No, I'm so, okay. Here's the thing. I'm so excited for Ted Lasso season three, but I'm also so scared because we know this is the end. We know this yep. is it, which means I'm going to be emotionally destroyed come the end of this. Yep. That also, um, going back to the beginning of the calendar year, January 23rd or 27th, we get shrinking made by, um, people from like it, Brett Goldstein. It's the same writing team. It. It's, it's the same writing team. Oh, Bill Lawrence. Means- it's Brett Goldstein, um, Bill Lawrence, Jason Sudeikis, and uh, somebody else that I'm forgetting. I but it's that is Jason whole... Siegel writing in this one too. No, Sudeikis. He's just okay. in it. Um, yeah. No, it's sorry. Jason oh. Siegel is starring in. Gotcha, Shrinking. gotcha. He's That's the main meant, so. character. Yeah. Um, it's because it's Jason Siegel, uh, Jessica Williams, and Harrison Ford. Mm, okay. Um, and all we know about it is they released a tagline that's like after a um, after a awful loss, a therapist suddenly decides to tell the unabashed truth, much to the chagrin of his coworkers. Uh, while each therapist in the practice uses different techniques with their clients, the sudden shift from their coworker is a stark departure from their education, training, and licensure. Each therapist at the practice, one blunt, one directionless, and one overly passionate faces a unique set of trials and tribulations as they continue to meet with clients and disagree with one another. The show will take have its own take on heavier themes like grief, terminal illness, and mental health treatment. Um, yeah. Harrison Ford is one of the other doctors at the practice, um, and the loss is that Jason Siegel's, like wife has passed uh-huh. um, leading up to the show. But yeah. Sounds interesting. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then this next batch is, well, I should say, we have got the Acolyte, which we've got some set photos from that. So that's looking like it'll be a 2023 release. Uh, Then these next few are kind of some of those that are like could be later in the year or could push to 2024, depending on schedules. Uh, We've got Armor Wars, Echo, Marvel Zombies, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, What If Season 2, and then the Pixar uh show win or lose oh i'm so excited for win or lose it looks so cute Mm -hmm. yeah that the one about the softball team yes yes okay that i've been i've been talking about for like months yeah yeah it's got different art styles it's about different members of the team Mm. it looks really cool show is gonna make me cry i'm really hyped for armor wars just because i want to see my man don Mm -hmm. oh i was um, like don don Ah. <laughs> um, so what's uh, uh and uh sam rockwell right yeah justin oh, hammer well yes justin or hammer. rumored rumored I'm, but 
But like it's Hammer Tech that like is I think kind of like rumored to be like the main. No, isn't it Stark Tech? It's it Stark, Stark Tech has fallen into the wrong, into the wrong hands. hands, and people are and suspecting like, that it might be Hammer. It, yeah, I don't like, know. The Hammer that. thing. Hammer they somehow. They can bring Tobey Maguire in, back. They could. They can bring back Sam fucking Rockwell to do his little dance again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's you know, like I said, with games, we've got a whole other podcast coming out for that. So stay tuned there. But yeah, twenty twenty three. Kind of an insane year if all that really does come out. <laughs> yeah, much. it's nuts. And like, I don't know how we're going to be covering it all. So I guess the only way to find out, you got to click that subscribe button. Click that bell so you can find out what's actually uploading. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.